Blog Talk Radio. Come get you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey, this is Michael Grazade. You're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. And if you're not, you should be. You should be indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Buzzworthy Radio tonight. It is Thursday, January 28th, 2010. It's 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time here on our show here on Buzzworthy Radio. I'm your host, Navelle J. Lee. How you guys doing? It's about time we've actually had a show in a while. Our first show in a while with a soap guest. Let me let me let me let me back it up. Let me back that up. Our first show with a soap guest of the new year. You know, it's been a long time since we had one of those folks. And I am so excited that we're actually gonna be having on Doug Davidson on our show tonight. I cannot believe we're going to be having him on tonight. I'm like, this was something that we've been trying to have. Oh, gosh. I'm putting myself on the spot here. I've been trying to get this guy on the show for over a year. Over a year. And somehow I've never, ever been able to do it. And something either I, I couldn't get a hold of him or something else happens, something else happens, blah, blah, blah. But it, it, we wound up finally getting it done. Hopefully he got my message <laughs> because he wound up. Let me let me give you a rundown, folks. He called in. It's ten thirty now. He called in at six o'clock for the show, folks. Six o'clock. Granted, that's over four hours ago, <laughs> and I have no issues busting his balls on the air. But uh, let, let's put it this way: there's been a few times in the, in. in through various chats where uh, it seemed like I, I, I basically had to bleach the blonde in his hair. That's how that's how that's how bad it is. That was how funny. Not, not bad in a in a bad way. Bad in a good way. In a good funny way. So as soon as he gets here, everybody, I see everybody coming into the chat room right now. Hold tight. Hold tight. We'll get you. We'll get you on here with all your questions. I see people getting onto the phone lines now, and if you want to call in yourselves, we want to ask the big man on campus any questions that you have. The phone number to dial in is 646-595-4228. Again, we have the chat room running up right now. So, um, so all you guys, stay tight, stay put. We'll be getting the interview done very, very shortly. We're just waiting for him to show up. Um, again, he, his message was he hopes that he's not missing his own show now. But I said, no, uh, we still have a few hours left to go before you have to actually show up here. So hopefully he has seen it, that uh, hopefully he did get the correct time like he was supposed to, and he will be making his appearance here on the show. But anyway, again, how you guys doing? I cannot believe it is almost the end of January. We're, we're about to start the month of February. Um, some things that are right now in the works. I am going to be doing a Buzzworthy on location episode, so it's going to be taken off the podcast set. It's going to be onto a YouTube video set, I guess you can say. Uh, if it's not going to be uploaded on YouTube, it will be uploaded on the Facebook fan page. 
I will be in New York on February 16th. Remember that date. I shall have some video clips, probably not on that day, but sometime in that week. So after President's Day weekend, I will be readily available for all clips here and there. And uh, so definitely check that out. I can't really tell you why I'm going to be in New York as of yet. I was told not to, but I was told that I will be in New York on that day <laughs> doing something something very major, so make sure you guys check that out. But, uh, yeah, that is what's coming up. Uh, as far as next shows are going, I have no idea. We are working on some things. Hopefully we are going to be having some people come on within the next several weeks. I know that they have been trying to get for me, Melissa Archer from When I to Live for quite some time. They want to get her on before the start of the February Sweep storyline um, go into play on One Life to Live so we can talk about that. Um, so we are trying to work on that and trying to get that done for you guys. I know I've been saying that she's going to be coming here, but we've been work- We've been trying on a desperate way to definitely get her here on a a set day and time for you guys to make sure you guys check out that interview. But uh, I haven't heard anything back as of yet, so hopefully it will be happening. So cross your fingers for that. And as of right now, I believe that's it. Uh, as far as I know of, I know that other shows have been having on some people. Uh, for instance, Dan Kroll's show tomorrow, who will be having on Aiden Turner and Tyler Christopher on Soap Central Live. You can listen to his show. Just go to voiceamerica.com. Look for Soap Central Live, and you'll be able to live stream his show every Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you guys check out his show. I've checked it out. It's a great it's a great listen. And of course, like this one, you can always call in and ask pose your questions to their guests. So it is no different than us, it's just on a different link. As well as Stardust Radio, she is going to be having on again Scott Clifton from One Like to Live on the first of February at nine PM Eastern time. The similarities between all three of these actors are they are going to be on Rock the Soap, The Second Voyage, coming up in April. So they're going to be talking about that as well. Scott Clifton has joined the ranks of being a part of Rock the Soap 2. He actually, when did he get put on the roster? I think not too long ago. It was fairly recent. And they're going to be on those two shows talking about that as well as some other things but I know a majority of it is going to delve in with the Rock the Soap discussion. Uh, my switchboard actually just froze on me, so I actually cannot see anything on my screen at the moment. So I'm just waiting for it to come back up. I can't even get into the chat room and see what's going on in the chat room, so I'm just waiting for my browser to kick back up into high gear again and see what's exactly going on. But I do, from when it froze, I saw two people on the line. And... I don't know if any more joined into the ranks of that online as well as in the chat room. But uh, let's take this call right here. I, my switchboard finally came up. You are on the line, caller. How are you? I can't see your number. It's blocked. But <laughs> but I did. Are you, t- are you talking to me? I am talking to you. Oh, well, then good. It's Doug. I'm, I'm uh, see 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 folks. I had I had this wonderful speech prepared for him, and it wound up turning out to be him, folks. 
it's, I now, it, it's customary, I, I, though, to tell me when we're going to have an interview. Listen, 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 folks. I want you to back me up here, all right? First up, I emailed him saying that it was going to be at 7 at night. He emailed me saying it was 7 in the morning. Friday, you said. <laughs> Friday. It said Friday. If you want me to copy and send it back to you, I will. Oh, no. No, no, no. See, now you no. See, I can't look like an ass now because then he's going to prove that he's right well, and I'm it, wrong. It, 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 it's, <laughs> the truth will come out. <laughs> like on a soap. Like on a soap. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, folks. It's true. I did say Friday. I did. <laughs> I did, but I did not say 7 in the morning. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that is true. That was my – but I, I fessed up to that early. I said, uh, you're right. I And then I said, well, what time? Let's touch base on Thursday. And then some sweet person on Facebook sent me a, a uh a link saying there was something going on tonight. And if it hadn't oh. been for them, I would have no idea. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Talking away. So I haven't seen you time. since the uh, the Y&R uh, Fandango. Yeah. 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 Did you have a good time? I had a great time. I had a blast. It's great seeing everybody that's been on this show that I have not met in person. And then after those couple of times I talked to you and finally getting to meet you, it was it was like a blessing. In the yeah, because I I talked to you twice on a on another blog talk, um, you know Olivia's. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then I met you at the uh, for the first time at the uh, YNR anniversary gala. Is that what they call it? The it's, gala. It's, it's some kind of big fancy word. Yeah. Shindig is what I call it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's not a shindig. They don't call <laughs> it a shindig. Hey, we had a lot of people there, though, huh? Yeah. We like did. all 3,000 members of you our cast the, were there. You had the longest line, though. Ladies. Well, I don't know about that, but it was... Uh, ladies. Maybe because I chat not too much. His line was one of the longest I've ever seen at this event. He had he had swarm of ladies crowd all over. I'm telling you, homeboy's <laughs> a pimp. Hey, I okay. had I had more than ladies. Everybody, it was it was a it was an equal opportunity line. Okay, okay, because <laughs> I was in the line, right? <laughs> well, no, you and everybody was in. The, I mean, everybody. It was not uh, it was not just ladies. I think the ladies thing that thing is passed. You know, get to a certain age, then you you get everybody in your line. <laughs> <laughs> you listen. I actually had so many emails. Well, not really emails, but I had a lot of Facebook wall posting, basically saying, "Doug doesn't age. He doesn't age." Oh, that's not true. It's just because I haven't left. If I if I were to go away and come back, then uh, then you'd see that. Uh, I've aged. <laughs> I look. I've seen your face. You realize I got I got so close to his face. I'm looking and going. Where are the wrinkles? Seriously, where are they? You have. Um, well, you know, I, I you know I I can't. They're there. I'm removing all the mirrors in the house. Um, the uh, the aging thing is, is I think it's mostly genetic. You know, you can't either. 
you either have good genes or you are, uh, got something else. Yeah. So I really uh, I appreciate the compliment, though. So. Of course. Yeah. I mean, of course, I might have to go ahead above the ranks of getting Botox, but I don't see myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that either. I think I think you're better off uh, just just uh, aging gracefully. Age gracefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You've been so you role. had you had uh, you had a good time. We had uh, what do we do it every other year now? It's every other year. Yeah. Yeah. Every other year. Which sucks. I live. I, I, I don't live in L.A., so I don't always make it. I live in the Forbidden City, in China. Oh, okay. <laughs> in China, kind of town, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't believe it's every other year, though. I was as soon as they said they'd do it like every other year. I was looking forward to doing it this year at the end of the at the end of the summer. Fly that out to Los Angeles, see all you guys again, and then I got crushed when it when they said. Won't be until 2011. Now, did you? Um, what was your first soap you got hooked on? What was my first soap I got hooked on? Uh-huh. It was, which is going off the air this year. As the world turns. As the world turns was my first soap I got hooked on. And, and what can you give us about the the time you first started watching it? Oh, absolutely. I was in preschool. I'm sorry? I was in preschool. Uh, <laughs> I was. I'm not kidding. I was in preschool, and they actually had brought out the TV into the, into, into the room. And they were flicking through channels, and I see this As Well Turns logo on the screen. And that's really my first thing was I saw a graphic. <laughs> and and then and then the graphic as a little kid you get hooked on a graphic and right. then I'm and and that's pretty much what I remembered of as well turns out the first time because I loved the graphics at the time. Yeah, because then, then you get older and then you get hooked on things that are graphic. Yeah, you then get hooked onto things that are graphic esque in the show. Yeah. So, uh, what what year was that about? Um, ninety. It was in 1990, and then I when I had days off from school, I then uh-huh. got to see all the CBS stuff. So then I got hooked on everything else, and my sister would always, whenever she would take me home from school, she would always tell me what went on on As the World Turns and The Bull and Beautiful, uh-huh. but she she was a huge fan of Y&R. So she, pretty much from what she had to say about Y&R, she was pretty much all into Y&R. She was a huge fan of the Sheila stuff, which was when Kimberly Brown first started, was in that year. The what? Uh, she was, the, the a huge Sheila fan Carter of what stuff? stuff? The Sheila Carter stuff. Oh, she the Sheila Carter stuff, okay. The Sheila Carter stuff. Uh, so uh-huh. she was telling me all about that, uh, the, which then got me hooked on the Sheila Lauren robbery, which, of course, you were somewhat a part of. The Sheila Carter stuff? Yeah. yeah. And so then I got invested in the YNR, and so I fell in love with the Young Narrators, and I got invested in everything that was going on in YNR, even though I couldn't watch it because I was at school. <laughs> so that's obviously before they they ran it on uh, the internet, so it was either TV oh, or nothing, huh? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, they had to tape it for me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a good question. Someone in the chat room uh, said, did I see the old centerfold picture that they had posted of Doug from the storyline <laughs> where Lawrence submitted it to Playgirl? I well, did I think it was, see it. It was I what? It. I did see it. I was, what, one year old at the time? But <laughs> <laughs> that was on. <laughs> I did see it. I did see it. Oh, God. I don't believe you remember <laughs> anything at one. I, and I and if you remember that, I am I apologize. <laughs> don't you love the don't you love the value of Facebook where everybody just comes up and just like posts like everything from back then in the day? Because well, here, you know, I do get I, you know I do get some of those. They send me clips, and the 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 two clips that uh, have stuck in my mind, and, the, and they both came up in the last couple of weeks. One was the uh, I played a role in I'll Take Manhattan. Yeah, I think that was 1987, and then uh, was the other one was Lauren's 21st birthday, and oh, yeah. um, I looked at it. and I went, amazing, amazing. <laughs> Bill Bill had a Bill had a talent of of creating an event, and then then he had like uh, 17 subplots running through the event. And they weren't, you didn't have to verbalize the subplots. They were expressed through looks or shots over the shoulder or, uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, it, 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 well, I, I don't want to say that. Um, but it was, it, was, it was more of what's to come. And he was the, the champion of uh, lining it up so you, you want to know what happens next. And I think that is the secret. To uh, to brilliant soap opera right? or storytelling, even it doesn't even have to be soap opera, right? You know what exactly. I mean? You just see things and you go, hmm, what's that about? Exactly. You know, the question marks pop out, and and um, uh, the all the all the all take Manhattan thing was just like I can't believe I was 34 when I did that. Really? Yeah. Well, you can you can you can uh, search on iTube. It's on there somewhere, and it's just uh, it's it's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, from my perspective, maybe not anybody else, but um, the girl that uh, plays my sister in quotes um, was my then wife and now wife. Um, Cindy. So that was pretty interesting for uh, all involved. And we shot it in Toronto, one of my oh, favorite okay. cities. Yeah. Valerie Bertinelli and uh, uh, who else? Uh, a bunch of the you know um, big time um, TV stars at the time did the Judith Krantz miniseries because it was prestigious. Nice. As the world turns, and I gotta say that was, and that has been one of my favorites. Through we were we were sandwiched uh, for a few years by Search for Tomorrow, and As right. the World Turns, and uh, I was a fan of both those shows. Um, I get so frustrated when they start canceling these things because storytelling is as old as time. 
and uh, they, they don't go out of fashion. So the only thing that's making them go out of fashion is the way they do them or the way the bean counters approach them. Okay. And 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 uh it is is truly one of the great shows. It's had great actors on it. I'm um but who do you write? Nobody listens. You know, Search for Tomorrow was a great show too. We say that, but then everybody says that they do listen, but if they listen, wouldn't we see what we ask them to see? Think about it. If we, like, wanted to see, oh, I don't know, uh, Paul in a romantic relationship with a woman, that does not fail. Well, they don't write it. So it's 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 hard to say that it, it it doesn't succeed or or fail if you don't write it. So I don't know um, I don't know how how um, how they go about deciding. I think it comes down to in 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 the broader sense when you create something on your own like like Bill did or or. Um, uh, his mentor, I think she even created uh, As the World Turns, and Agnes Nixon, and I mean, the list goes on and on. So when you have those people running their own shows, they're operating from their own creativity. Right. And when you get people that haven't created anything, m- making decisions they're they're following of uh, um, focus groups and polls and and you and you can't you can't do it that way and i think anthony geary said that the audience has an opinion but they're not always right sometimes that the surprise of of what they don't want happens and that creates uh magic and if you if you go back to the the Luke and Laura storyline, I mean right. there's there's no way that that uh, the audience would have approved of that and suggested that in a focus group. But what came out of it was was wonderful storytelling. Exactly, exactly. You would not expect to see something like that, but then with them running with it, look what came out of it. Yeah. That was one of the most popular. Uh, and, 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 and the talents of the, the two performers involved. And um, I was dating Jeannie Francis at the time, and she told me that the day of the the rape, that mm-hmm. Anthony Geary sent her roses and said, and was so kind as a, as a human being, um, I know it's going to be a tough day. I just want you to know that I'm here for you. And uh, he, 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 that's how he set it up. And that's why I think magic is made. You, you, get, you get performers that, that are, trust each other. You've got a, a producer that, that, that connects with the performers. And, and suddenly you've got one of the, the highest rated storylines in, in daytime history. And I picked that one because I've got nothing invested in it. I could I could do the same thing for Young and Restless, but they could say I'm I'm pumping my own show. But the the truth is that's where the magic lay. 
And they've got to get back to that. They've got to get back to the uh, um, uh, the creatives running the show. It's entertainment. It's it is it is show business. But the business part is 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 making it unwatchable. And right. and you turn it over. I mean, it, it took right right now. Maria Bell's is the head writer of our show. She's going back to what her father-in-law did, bringing back history, uh, family ties, older characters. I mean, and that that that's what connects one to the other. I mean, sure, I've got my opinions on how it could be improved, but it's it it has improved since she's taken the helm. There's a, a consistency, a, a, a solidity, a, a, a heartbeat to the to the stories, and I don't know, um, you know, how much input the network has or Sony has or or any of the other entities, but it really has to come from the creative mind of the writers, and if they're not given the freedom, and they have to they have to check off boxes, it's going to limit their creativity, and I think that is what kills it. Exactly. You can't me, you can't just do what everybody wants. You got to go out on your own limb and 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 write what your your soul tells you to write. And let me. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this. Um, since uh, we are dealing with uh, what you just said about Maria Bell wanting to go back into what her father-in-law used to do on the show, delving into the history of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel right now with the show um, that we're seeing on the air right now, do you feel like this is what YNR was, this is what YNR used to be, this is what YNR should be with what they're No, I, I, I would say no, simply because we were we are under such constraints now. I mean, everything is in one take. Um, it's bare bones. It's, um, I mean, this is, in, in my opinion, um, when you've got the Chancellor living room with 150 people in it, it's not as effective as a two-person scene. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, uh, uh, I don't even think it's economically justifiable. When you can tell a story, you you put two people in a room with an issue. That's all it takes. I mean, when I started the show, you couldn't even see the sets. It was so dark. A close-up was, I, I, you'd be lucky if my eyebrows and my bottom lip were in it. That's how tight it was. <laughs> so, I mean, that was, it was that human element. That's all you need. Right. And, and then somewhere in the 80s, when the, the budgets were high, we started going with these, these grandiose sets and, you know all the all the all the frills and 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 really, all you need is the basics. Boy meets girl. Yeah. I mean, just like just like in 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 an opera. That's Lily barking. Oh, if you can hear that. Yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that's and I think with all the constraints and all the. Um, all the uh, uh, limitations that we have now, we're doing the best we can. 
Yeah. I mean, it's uh, just in terms of simple production to be able to to get three cameramen, a booth, um, switchers, uh, lighting, all on the boat for for one take is amazing. I mean, so I, I applaud what we're doing. I'm just not quite sure why we're forced to do it that way. Exactly. Exactly. Now, another thing I wanted to be frank about with you, I mean, and I did say this to you uh, previously before, and I know if you hadn't heard me say this, I'm going to say this again. Um, obviously, you're one of the greatest actors on the show. And you well, I, I don't know about that, but we got we have a lot of great actors, I think. Maybe. Maybe that's my bias kicking in, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm allowed to have it a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, no, you can't, Val. <laughs> and I mean, you've been playing this part since 1978, and I said this when I first saw they paired you off with with Nikki back in the summer, um, played by Melody Thomas. Got wonderful actor, uh-huh. by the way. And the first thing I said was, they finally gave Doug meaty material to play off of. And, of course, it continued with the whole Patty Williams storyline progressing and the climax of it. Uh, right. With the wonderful Stacey Hyduke. And, uh, I mean, they've finally given you something to play off of because you haven't had anything to play off of in nothing so long. Yeah, nothing. I mean, I, it, it made me realize re- that that uh, it was it was it was Bill that uh, understood uh, the character, and I think that just the style has changed. In in 1997, when he stepped down, I think I had one week off that I didn't ask for. And so he had a he had a technique of keeping all his players um, on the canvas, even if you weren't on a, in a front burner storyline, that you were still there. So uh, when he rotated it, that uh, people don't forget who uh, the families on the show, and I think that's invaluable. The other thing that I I, I think was it grievous mistake was they they didn't realize how people get attached to a soap opera yeah. and we alienated our longtime audience to reach for a younger demographic that's a business decision but in that line at the the gala Everybody would say, "Oh, my grandmother, my aunt, my you know, we had to be quiet around you know twelve to one o'clock or whatever their particular time slot was, because that was their show and they didn't want to be disturbed." And that's how I got started watching it. So at some point in this in in the disruption of uh, Bill stepping down, they forgot how. The lineage progressed, and I, I, I don't know. At, in, in preschool, I mean, if a, a graphic hooked you, 
I'm, I'm certain that it, that would be in the minority. I think most people started because some relative was watching it and they were around. Yeah. You know, my mother started, my, you know, whatever it was. And the inability to realize that people can watch it on other devices than television is the, the other limitation. But, but truly, that's, that's how we get our viewers. You don't do it by, by ripping shirts off. I, I think that's a very short fix. When I was a young, hot, younger leading man on the show, I'd go to appearances and young girls would ask me, what's Mrs. Chancellor really like? Or I would go in the early, uh, in the early 80s, late 70s, and we had the largest African-American audience uh, than any of the soap operas. And at that particular time, we had no African-Americans on the show. No, that's right. So you don't always have to be what you like to see. So you know what I'm saying? Young girls can relate to... to um, uh, Mrs. Chancellor, and African Americans yeah. can relate to the apprentices flying in a in a private jet to have a date in 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 Paris with uh, 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 Leslie and and Lance. I'm, I'm picking right. stories from the the past because it 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 removes them and it takes them into a world where uh, you can enjoy. So the the idea that 18 year olds um, are interested in 18-year-olds, and, and that's it, is, is, is ridiculous. If you sell a compelling story that, that has a heartbeat and, and soul to it, then you, your viewers will find you. And it's become so much a business that uh, they forgot they're in entertainment because that's what it is. It is entertainment. I mean, if if you can have takeaway value, all the better. I mean, and Bill used to throw in, you know, uh, age storylines and and cancer storylines and 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 everything to 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 kind of spread the word. But really, it was the it was the storytelling and the fact that, oh my God, I can't wait to see how how Jill reacts when, you know, Mrs. Chancellor comes home. That's. <laughs> That's the storytelling. Yeah. So really. So when we get back to that, and I don't know if there has to be an Armageddon before that happens. Right. But and at the rate they're canceling the shows, um, you know, ABC seems to be the only one holding on to their uh, their lineup. But I got to think that Guiding Light, in its original form had more value than let's make a deal. Oh, absolutely. That's just my guess. And I, and I bet if we took a poll on our with our Facebook friends, they might agree. Oh, absolutely they would. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. And in your opinion, where you see daytime uh, right now, do you see it lasting? Do you see it? Well, I think there's... You know, there's it's it's become a, a scapegoat and a um, you know 
they look they look at uh, the numbers of daytime and what they used to be. But I really think what it is the the, the cost of the shows um, because they have forty five players and different sets and but that that's kind of what they built into it. And if if I were king, I would simplify a lot of those things and get back to the basics. And if if they do that, I think that it will be just as viable as uh financially viable as one host, one game show, one one thing. But right. I, I don't see them going, uh, we're not making those choices. Um, we shoot very difficult things. We've got kids in. We've got um, Stacey Haddock is playing very complicated roles. We have to do each scene twice when Patty and Emily are in them. I mean, these are, these are not uh, economic choices. They may be good storytelling choices. But I think somewhere in there you find a um, a happy medium, and um, you can prevent things from from happening, like the demise of Guiding Light, or or um, or as the world turns. I mean, I was not a I was not a big fan of them going out to their their town to shoot stuff the way they did it in Guiding Light. Yeah. yeah. I, and I looked at the last week, and I said, you know, if they had been doing this three years ago, they wouldn't have canceled the show. Suddenly, we've got compelling stories. You know, is what is that just to make us feel bad that they're going to take it away from us? I, I mean, you're not the only one that felt that way. I, I did too because it got better toward the end. But it's like, yeah. why weren't you doing this before? Yeah. Why are you going to they, wait? They, until... they sent every, they sent everybody away. They drove them away. The hardest thing to do is get a viewer to come back because Agreed. they have they have um, preconceived notions at that at, at that juncture, and they'll have to try it on for size again. And and in today's world, you've got a zillion options, a zillion on my phone. So then you add my computer. Uh, television, you know, whatever. You, 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 it's hard to find your way back. I am a creature of habit. I like exactly. the comfort of, of a familiar place. And if they make you change it where I, I can't take another day of it, then that's where the problem lies. And all this this MBA corporate finger-pointing it's got to go. It's the same way politics is run now. How does it react in the polls? Well, you're not going to get anything done if you don't do what's in your heart. Right. Do what's in your heart. The rest will take care of itself. I mean, no, I think Obama mentioned that last night, is that, you know, you can't run away by avoiding, avoiding the tough decisions and how people will react in the polls. You just can't do it. You can't. You you got to do what you feel. I mean, from from uh, defending our homeland to gay marriage, you got to do what's right, and then you have to follow. I mean, the the whole thing with the was it Pat Robertson in the pact with the devil? Yes. Well, 
up until that point, I'm sure a lot of people thought he was a reasonable person. And then suddenly you've got this these things coming out of this mouth that are unbelievable. If you haven't heard it, it's on YouTube. Yes, but I mean, the fact, the fact that there was an earthquake in Haiti, I don't think in any reasonable person's mind had to do with the, the Haitians making a pact with the devil to drive Napoleon out of Haiti. I mean, that just would not be in my top 250 reasons for an earthquake. Right. Well, it's it, it's 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 the fact that we have to think for ourselves. We have to we have to go. Gee, I like I I like Christianity, but he's he sounds like he's a little crazy. You need people to make those decisions and say, I'm going against that. I got to do what I believe, and all the way down into entertainment or or corporate decisions. There was there was a morality or a a, a a consciousness that would prevent people from doing things they didn't believe in, and now we've gotten to the point. I don't know if it was the yuppie years in the '80s where you do anything to to make a dollar, but but sometimes making the right decision in the long run will be the most profitable thing. And I think in every industry, including entertainment, including soap operas, that's what you got to get back to. And you can't listen to other people. You have to educate yourself and make your own decision. I remember way back when I had purchased uh, the first Harry Potter book, and I was telling other parents about it. And I had some some friends that that said their church said that it, it was about witchcraft and it was inappropriate for children. And I think that in the last, it's the it's the best literature in the last in my lifetime because it gives values. It's well written, and I don't care what the subject matter is because you look through that. It's a fantasy world, right? So in, until you read the book, don't listen to your church. Don't listen to your government. Do your research and make your own decision. And I think even even the, the, the corporate people should say, is this working for me? Am I entertained? What are they listening to focus groups for? They don't have their own opinion? <laughs> there are 300 million people in the United States. How many people are they focusing on? Twelve? I don't. I don't care what the demographics are in the twelve. That's true. That's true. Use your gut. I mean, all the people that make anything out of anything follow their gut. I mean, you can go back to to Jack Warner or Louis B. Mayer or Howard Hawks. I don't care who you pick. They're not going after what the polls say. They're they're making. They're making their own decisions, and that's that's what we need to do again. Just because we can get opinions in 15 minutes doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. I'll go back to that Anthony Geary quote. Sometimes they don't know what they want. Sometimes we've got a better idea than they can come up with. Maybe it's not the best thing for for Victor and Nikki to ride off into the sunset. That's why you watch. 
I can't believe they're doing that. <laughs> right? I have to agree with that, though, because I don't even know what I want. I have to be honest. I have no idea what I want. But I keep tuning in to see what they're going to do. Yeah. And if it's good. But but if they're, if, if they're, if they're directing their story from, from focus groups, get out of the business. Get out of the business. And, you know, if you have, if it's a good story, good directing, good storytelling, and it's running and it's going so well, don't ruin a good thing. Yeah. Don't ruin a good thing. It's and I, I don't think you can spread it out over 450 people in a cast. Oh, no. I mean, and 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 I hate to say it, but it's. I mean that that's part of what the uh, the economics of the show is about too. We've got a lot of people on our show. A lot of people. It's a lot to, and you still have the same. What is it? Forty-two minutes of episode a day. I don't know that you can treat the characters the way they should be treated. With that many characters in that amount of time. Actually, it's 37. Sand commercials. 30, 30, 37, okay. So they keep going back. Yeah. yeah. So you can't do... How much can you do in a matter of a 37-minute period? Right. Well, and and and... You need to be able to make the connection. You need to be able to recognize you. One one lady said that I tune in to see my faces, and if I can't see my faces, then I get bored. So you get your favorite characters, and you want to see them. You don't want to go three, four, five, six episodes without seeing them. Right. I mean, whoever the characters happen to be. You know, I'm not. I'm not picking favorites. I'm just saying that in all the shows, the the group thing is awfully tough. You gotta. Bill was a star maker. He'd pick a he'd pick a character in an age range and a demographic and run with it. Yeah. And then it became about story. And believe me, I had my complaints then. In retrospect, um, I, I probably would have changed my opinion. And I, in, who knows? In, in ten years, I could change what I'm saying. You know, I'm saying now. But from this moment, that's that's how I see it. You you need to give it back to the creatives. You can't. I, if it were if it were that easy, you could take all the music of uh, all the popular music from 1950 to now, and put it in a in a program and say. What's what's the one common thing musically that happens in all these hit songs? And a computer could spit out the the commonality of that mathematically, because music you can do that with. Mm-hmm. It won't work. It won't work because it's the combination of the person who does the song how they do it, the phrasing. Um, that that supersedes the mathematics of a pleasing sound or note combination. Mm-hmm. 
And if it were that easy, they'd be doing it. I mean, I watched I watched American Idol last year, and I was a huge fan of Adam Lambert. He's got okay. a miracle voice. And then he comes out with these songs now that I'm not a not it's it, it's not using his talents to the best advantage, in my opinion. Basically, you feel like what he's doing now is that of selling an image. Well, yeah, I guess it's an image, or but he's got a set of pipes that that you can't find anywhere. I'd be using those. Yeah. Not the shock value. Who who gives it? Take that thing thing about shock value. I mean, he doesn't need it. He's got he's got the chops. So I I don't know who who makes those decisions, but I would I would say he's he's got drama. He's got he's got. The, the vocal talent, I'd find something. Yeah. And there'd be no, I mean, it's, to me, it is, it is Barbara Streisand type talent. You know, um, where you just can't get people to sing like that. And, you can't go, hey, this might be popular. You don't need the gimmick. You may need, you may need it with some performers, but not with the ones who've got who've got the gifts. Keep right. it simple. I think I, I saw satisfaction was the first thing, and I went, my God, this guy's good. Oh, you did see that? I haven't seen that. It was that early on, and I, and they kind of removed it off the internet, but it was. Amazing. But there's so Amazing. So you need you need people you need people in power that can recognize it. And I don't think necessarily um the people that can recognize it have spent the time getting an MBA. <laughs> That apply, you know, that applies to if you're thinking about it. That also applies to what's going on in the daytime right now. Let's look at this. Let's look at it in this fashion. You could probably have one of the one of the best new coming, up and coming actors on your show, okay? And they have but that would require that would then require a, a commitment and story. Where they're on the canvas, story. they're when they're on the canvas a lot. I mean, I think Billy Miller. Is probably the, the the best example we have that they found somebody they liked and they've given him great story, and he he can handle it. You know he uh, he puts in he puts in some good work and they're they're writing it. Yeah, that to me is a formula. Go with it. He's doing what you're writing. Keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, but you lose momentum if you if you pull uh, if if you pull that that person off the canvas. I mean, I think he works well with Peter. I believe the 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 half brother thing. I mean, it's it it works. 
That's good news. Yeah. So you don't need that's... 15 people. You don't need 15 Billy Miller types now because you got one. You have one. So commit to it. And I think that's what they're doing. Hats off. Love it. And you know what else I love? What? You, you got people on the line, too. I love people on the phone. <laughs> okay. I do. I have, I, I, look, I, I love, I love my peace. I love my peace calling in because that kind of shuts us up. And <laughs> we can well, talk let's talk to him. him. We can talk all night without him, but you know what? I don't want to be selfish. <laughs> let's not be selfish. Uh, no, I say, uh, I say go for it. I'm going for it. And we're going to bring on Phil. Who? Phil. 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 Hey, how's it going? Huh? I was wondering a couple things. Like, uh, do you enjoy working with Eric Braden? Eric and I go back so far that um, uh, I'd, I'd have to say, yeah, he... Um, when we worked together, let's see, I think the last time we had some meaty scenes is when I come and chew them out about uh, uh, doing the nasty thing to my sister, using her to, to get uh, at Jack. And um, I had a bunch of dialogue. We do it in one take. And I got to say that he was he was brilliant. Before we started, he said a few things to me that really struck me. It it reminded me of our history together, and it took my mind away from the pressure of of performing and uh, doing it in one take and just get down to the business of what what Paul and and Victor had to do. So I got to say, yeah, that was that was a really really satisfying um, experience. Um, when you when you do a show every single day, if you're not too neurotic, you can get commonplace about your job. Right. And I am lucky enough to be neurotic enough to try my hardest every day. <laughs> and and um he is uh you know, when he wants to and I and I can't speak for him, but when he wants to, he's he's fabulous. So yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, you guys. I mean, you guys work great together. I mean, I, every scene that you guys have is, w- I mean, really good. It's definitely, definitely awesome to watch. That's for sure. Um, and another thing I was wondering um, was like for your, for for your character, like what um, future story would you like to see? Like, what would you like to see happen for your character? Well, it's it's funny because when um, when I started, Bill ran the show, and you're. You're on the show for about three minutes before you realize that he doesn't like to talk about story. It's none of your business. And having so many years raised under that, I like to leave uh, any of the second guessing and the freedom to the people who who start with the blank page Mm -hmm. and send our characters uh, uh, wherever they want. My only... My only gripe is that 
you know, what, what I said to Devel earlier was that if you have too many people, you can't, you can't do any of your characters justice. So right. you need to focus in on, on things you can accomplish. What was it? 37 minutes? 37 minutes. In, in 37 minutes, five days a week. Right. And that's, that's the parameters. Yeah, I mean, if you want to if you want to extend the show or 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 change it to a novella type thing, but but as as the the soap opera model goes down, that's that's what you have to deal with, mm-hmm. and and having too many people diminishes, I think, the impact of of uh, what each character needs to accomplish. Yeah, I totally. And, and that's just in a general sense. I'm not. I'm not saying we should fire people or but but that's that's where that's where the storytelling takes place. Yeah. If you have to scratch your head after three cast changes going, wait a minute, who is this person again? They're related to who? You know, then then we're wasting time having people um focusing on other than the emotions of of uh, uh the people in Genoa City. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, like if you know if you have a you know, the smaller cast you have, I mean, you can you can utilize everybody. You know, a lot pretty equal. But if you have too big of a cast, it's like you know, some people get left out and stuff. And yeah, well, you it's hard to accomplish. It is. Of, of, of relating what a character has to say in a, a half a page. Right. Yeah. A week. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree totally. Um, well, thank you so much for taking my call. Hey, my pleasure. Hey, and, and thanks for your compliments. I'm. Uh, You're welcome. I will Big be. Fan. I will be really difficult to live with around the house tomorrow. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Phil. Your ego is pretty nice, Phil. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. He's yeah. not getting any bigger on the other side of the phone, is it? <laughs> yes. the, the, my the receiver phone. seems to be getting smaller. Ah, <laughs> yeah. see, see. Mm-hmm. All right. I was uh, I was told to bring this guy on, and uh, much obliged. I'm going to. And plus, I like the guy. Uh, Brandon from Texas is joining us. Anxious. To Brandon from you. Texas. Brandon from Texas. Good people in Texas. What part of Texas? Austin, Texas, sir. Oh, that's great. I'm a big I'm a big Texas fan. Got a lot of uh got a lot of friends from Texas. That's terrific. Well I'm a big Doug Davidson fan, so it all works out. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I wanna I wanna tell you that, that uh first of all you and Stacy are doing magnificent work together and you know, you were talking earlier about what the audience wants. I've been watching this so twenty five years. And I've got to tell you, I'm still rooting for Paul and Lauren to get back together. So, that's, that's well, I got a text. Honestly, I got a text from Tracy this morning saying we're working together next week, and and she said uh, she has to dance. I don't know if I'm dancing with her, but um, um, I, I that that's all she said. They said uh, the original version was we 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 were in bed together. And uh, I, I guess they pulled back from that. So um, I can only say that something is uh, in the offing. She's, she's, she. We've got a lot of history together. Like I said, you know, um, on Facebook, somebody sent me uh, Lauren's 21st birthday, and it was, 
it stopped me cold. It was just like, holy cow, where did the time go? <laughs> Listen, you guys were magical together back in the day, and that chemistry is still there. Oh, thanks. So I, That's I a, sweet, but, Brandon. I, uh, no, uh, please, it's, it's my pleasure, and it's, it's all true, believe me. So I have a quick question for you. I'm wondering how sure. you guys are enjoying the Paul Roush experience. Um, let's see. I first met Paul in, um, he tried to hire, uh, um, I was in a storyline, uh, Paul and Cassandra Rollins, and he tried to hire the two of us on Santa Barbara. And I came in and, uh, um, he liked us both and he wanted to recreate whatever magic we had on, on his show. And I got to tell you, we, I was pretty happy with where I was, uh-huh. and uh, I think the writing was on the wall at that that juncture that the uh, the show wasn't uh, going to be around forever. Uh-huh. And he read it, and he was he was really kind. He says, "You're not ready to leave, are you?" And I said, uh, "No, I guess not. I, I I just wanted to meet you and uh, um, entertain the possibility." And uh, so when he came on board. Um, it was a, a familiar face. We've got uh, enormous respect for each other, and uh, it's great to have someone that knows uh, so running, you know, sitting in that chair. Absolutely. So I got to say, it's he's all the, positive. He's from Bill Bell's old school too. I mean, he's from yeah. He knows from it. He sure does. I mean, not. Uh, I, I don't know that he ever worked for Bill, but he did As the World Turns, and I mean, he's he's been around. He knows the stuff, and you can ask him questions about. Gee, I'm not sure what. Uh, um, uh, when I got together with 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 Nikki, I had some um, some questions regarding how naive Paul was to the fact that she's still in love with Victor. And my opinion was that um, these two people have come to a spot in their lives that maybe it's not the love of their life, but there's so much trust and compassion and and love that they're able to maintain a a, a, a relationship with each other. And I had this discussion with him, and he and he went through the whole thing, and it, it was it was it was great talking to someone who knew uh the characters and writing and the and the whole package. So yeah, I got to say it's a it's a very positive experience having him there. Does that uh, does that answer your question? Answer your question. <laughs> it, it absolutely does. You know, you know, it's it's a it's a big switch from from what you from who you guys have had in that chair the past few years ever since Bill retired and and uh oh yeah when i first heard that he was coming over there i i thought it might not it might not be the easiest fit but it seems to have been it seems to have been he's he actually is um um in a in a place in his life right now that uh um i think he uh, he, he understands uh what we need and um he is knowledgeable enough to supply it He's he's married to a concert pianist, and um, my daughter is a uh, is is going to uh, the Royal College of Music in London, and so we've got that 
that classical uh, uh, background together. He just knows he knows art. I guess that's the easiest way to say it. And it's not he's not setting out uh, with anything ego wise anymore, which which may have been present in his earlier career. And I think he just wants to make our show the best show that he he possibly can. He told me that he's he thinks he's doing his best work now than he ever has. And I think and I think that's probably due to the fact that he's removed that ego um, from being the guy in charge mm-hmm. and just just uh, working with all the personalities, trying to get the, the best show on the air that you can under the circumstances. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, I think you're all doing terrific work. I think you are a magnificent actor, and you're one of my longtime favorites, and I look forward to seeing you continue on the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks, and uh, uh, Brandon, I appreciate it, and uh, say hi to everybody in Austin. Sure will. Thanks, Nevada. Okay. And, Brandy, before you go, I want to say happy one-year anniversary on your show, dude. Thank Absolutely you, Absolutely amazing. What, 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 one-year anniversary what? Uh, oh. Brandon actually hosts his own show here on Blog Talk Radio uh, called Brandon's Buzz. Um, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. Great show. I listened to his one-year anniversary show the other night. Wonderful oh, that's awesome. Job. Hey, you should, are you job. on Facebook? Yes, I am. Well, send me a send me a request, and then I can follow what you're doing. I certainly will, and I've had a, I've had a couple of YNR people on this past year. So oh, great, Beth Maitland. Beth yeah, Maitland, Beth Maitland yeah. was on, and Nia Peoples was on, and yeah, it's awesome. So yes, I will reach out to you, and and we will get connected. Okay, thanks. And I appreciate you talking to you. All right, me too. All right, <laughs> bye for now. See how that works out? Help people, helping people. Isn't that great? Yeah. No, that's that's what that's what it's all about. Have you ever read a book called <laughs> Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I love that book. <laughs> you know, it it talks oh, about people get together and uh and create a force that is stronger than uh than any individual. And it, it that there's there's a lot of energy in uh in what you just did. People helping people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is going to sound very, very bad, but I saw on my call sheet, on my call switchboard now, that it's telling me to wrap it up, even though I don't want to. Because it's about to be oh, that's off. okay. I get it. It's, it's, it's like telling me, okay, we got to wrap it up. Next show is about to come on. And I'm like, oh, but I want to. Well, we'll, we'll just have to do it again, Nabelle. Oh. I'm depressed, but we are going to do it again. But yeah. Before they, before they cut us out, you're not going to cut us out when we do this. I want you to do a promo for us like you do with Olivia. Okay. I want you to do a promo for Buzzworthy. For what? Do one up for us. For, for Buzzworthy, for this show. Okay. I'm Doug Davidson on The Young and the Restless, and when I'm buzzed, I'm Buzzworthy. I feel like I need a drink after listening to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I need liquor after that, man. No, uh-uh. <laughs> Just need to tune in. That's, that's, oh, okay. Is that good enough? You want me to do another one? I got a million of them. All right, do another one. Do another one. Okay. We got time. We got time. Go ahead. I'm Doug Davidson from The Young and the Restless, and I love listening to Buzzworthy. I'll use both of them. How's that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll use both of them. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you do whatever you want. Yeah, and I'll uh, check you out on Facebook. It's been a pleasure. I, I've really enjoyed it. And uh, you take care. We'll move on. Absolutely, man. And uh, all right, you'll be seeing me. You'll be seeing me in April. I'll be okay. out. Okay. I will be out. Sounds perfect. April. Let me know. Absolutely. All right. You take you care, take and uh, and and thank your listeners for me. I absolutely will, sir. Thank you okay. so much. It's been a pleasure. All right. Bye for now. Bye for now. I love him. I love this guy. I love that guy. Wonderful guy. Doug Davidson, everybody. Paul Williams on The Young and the Restless. Been playing the role of Paul Williams since 1978. You can check him out, CBS Daytime, The Young and the Restless, every day. If not on CBS.com, you can check full episodes on there and weeknights on SoapNet. But bye for now. We're going to be back on sometime soon with our next guest. Keep us up to date at buzzwayradio.net where you can find all the latest information on everything that's coming up on BWR. That's buzzworthyradio.net. Find us on Twitter, at buzzworthyradio. Find us on Facebook, buzzworthyradio. And that's it. That's all I got for you. Thanks so much, everybody, for coming out to the show tonight. As Paul, as, as Doug Davidson said, thanks to all the people in the chat room. Thanks to all the listeners. It's been a pleasure. I was so happy to do this show. And, again, bye for now. See you next time. Bye. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.